Good evening. It's time for another exciting bedtime story with Thompson. We are reading Francis Parkman, The Oregon Trail. And this is Chapter 1, Part 2. One day, as we were nearing the completion of our travel preparations, we were introduced to the Prairie Thunderstorm. The sharp, unceasing lightning flashes and the stunning, continuous thunder were phenomenon I had never known before. But I would become quite familiar with them before this journey ended. Slanting sheets of rain fell with a heavy roar and rose in a spray from the ground, so as to completely hide the woods. The streams swelled so rapidly we could hardly cross them. About sunset, the storm cleared away. Then the sun streamed from the breaking clouds upon the swift, angry Missouri and on the vast expanse of forest that stretched from its banks back to the distant bluffs. Our preparations were almost concluded when we received a message from Captain C. "'Listen to this, Quincy,' I said. "'They're going to meet us at Fort Leavenworth instead of at Kansas Crossing. "'It seems they've decided we'll take an army trail from there to the emigrant road.' "'But, Francis, that's not the route we agreed on,' argued Quincy, as annoyed as I was. "'They've changed it without consulting us.' "'Yes, Quincy,' I said. "'It is high-handed of them. "'But there's nothing we can do about it now. "'Fort Leavenworth it will be.' "'And so, one fine morning in May, "'our little parade of four men, eight animals, and one cart set out. "'Henry Chatillon on his gray Indian pony, was in the lead. He wore a white blanket coat, broad felt hat, fringed buckskin leggings, and moccasins. His knife was stuck in his belt, and his bullet pouch and powder horn hung at his side. His rifle lay before him, resting against the high pommel at the front of his saddle. Quincy and I rode behind him, and bringing up the rear was Delaurier, with the mules and cart wading ankle-deep in the mud. One moment he was puffing at his pipe, and the next hurling French curses at the stubborn mules. It was not a promising start. First, the mule attached to the cart refused to pull. He reared and plunged, burst ropes and straps, and nearly flung the cart into the Missouri. Then, when Westport was scarcely out of sight, as we were trying to cross a deep, muddy gully, another feature of prairie experience that afterward became too familiar to us, the cart stuck fast. It took an hour to free it. On dry land again, we looked around. Behind us was the great forest that once spread from the western plains to the shores of the Atlantic. Before us lay the green, ocean-like expanse of prairie, stretching clear to the horizon. That night, in a meadow on the banks of the Kansas River, we put up our tent for the first time. Since there were no trees in the meadow, we hobbled the horses, or tied their forelegs together, in the grass to prevent their running off. With De Laurier in a cubbyhole in the cart, and the three of us lying in the tent upon blankets spread on the ground, using our saddles for pillows, our little party spent its first night in the open, serenaded by the voices of whippoorwills. End of chapter one. Wow, that was a quick one, wasn't it? Well, coming up next, chapter two, jumping off. Well, we could. Uh... Let's have a run at jumping off. No, Chapter 2. No, no, thanks. No, no, no. Okay, we'll save it for next time. Yeah, all right. You've got to spread it out. That's all we have time for, I guess. Good night, kids.